All right. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to this edition of Mentor Connect. I'm Jeff Stanford, uh, the uh, regional director for Palm Beaches and Treasure Coast. And uh, we got Chris Lane, our executive director, Fred Ravel, um, who is our director of ministry extraordinaire uh, and our uh, resident senior citizen. And, uh, and then we have Jonathan Manning, our young millennial down in Miami. And uh, so anyways, we're glad you guys are here and online. And uh, but uh, anyways, we're going to um, start with this. Today is February 14th and uh, marks the one year. Um, uh, you hate to say anniversary because anniversary tends to have a, a nice tone to it. But uh, it's the remembrance of uh, those 17 uh, students and teachers that lost their lives at Stoneman Douglas um, High School uh, here in uh, in Broward, and so uh, so let's just take a moment and uh, um, uh, Chris, would you pray for Stoneman Douglas right now and uh, pray for them today and uh, and everybody else? Yes, I will. Lord Jesus, we uh, come to you today, Father, with heavy hearts, just remembering what happened in our community uh, last year on this date and. Uh, Lord, we, we just call out upon your name today, Lord Jesus, to continue to bring hope and healing to uh, this community of Parkland and the, in particular the school and the families uh, of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And uh, Lord, we just pray that as this community continues to mourn and deal with the after effects of this, we pray, Jesus, just most of all, that you would bring comfort, that you would bring peace, and that people would see the light of you in the gospel, Lord. And and uh, turn to you for complete healing and forgiveness. And Lord, so we just uh, call upon your name now as we lift up our community here in South Florida and the community of Parkland, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. And uh, so, so on that, this is why we do what we do. This is why we serve on campus. This is why we help uh, connect churches to our middle schools and high schools uh, to reach students for Christ uh, in, in a time where they so desperately need that hope. And so this is why we do it. And so today we're going to talk about student leaders and why it's important to really engage students uh, to lead in clubs and to help lead them better. And so number one question I want to ask you guys is why should students lead on campus to begin with? And, and Fred, I want to direct that to you because you're our resident attorney, even though you're not an attorney. Um, why? Why should students lead on campus versus us as adults? Yeah. Okay. Hey, so we learned long ago uh, that uh, the law is on our side. And uh, we've had this as an ongoing realization. And we've embraced it. And uh, the law simply states that uh, there can be these type of clubs, these non-curriculum clubs that are sectarian, if indeed it's student-initiated, student-led. And uh, that is the only platform that First Priority can have uh, on a campus is through students. It, 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 back in the day, and, and, and Jeff, you're even old enough to remember this, okay? <laughs> back in the day, there was this open door policy on many campuses. There was relationship between churches and uh, principals at the uh, at the local level that come on youth pastor we love your church come and hang out we need your influence on our campus um, and we got in trouble back in the 70s and 80s because uh, that that was just not jiving with 
uh, what, uh, where the culture was going. So the law that was established in, in 1984 basically shut the door for this easement for youth pastors just to come in and sit down at lunch and meet the friends of all your student leaders uh, that might be at your church. Uh, so that's a long answer because it's the law. It's just the law. And uh, where, and it's even getting more defined in other uh, communities around the nation, what that law really looks like, what it permits. But down here in South Florida, they've embraced this concept, the South Florida and Treasure Coast. Uh, you, you go through the, the, the requirements to get clearance, do all, do all those things, the backgrounds and such. Um, and as long as other clubs have uh, similar type of personnel engaged, we can do that. But students do not lose their right uh, of freedom of speech when they go on campus, but it's gotta be their speech, not faculty sponsor, and not necessarily a youth pastor slash mentor uh, that, that uh, is the predominant, eminent voice on that campus. Absolutely, and, uh, um, and I would say too, it, it really, when it's student-led versus adult-led, it tends to be a little bit more better. Uh, students tend to, to really, you know, gravitate to their peers and hearing what their peers say. And so, um, and so, yeah. So it's equal access. So you know, for you know, if you're you're going to listen to this, you're going to watch this. Uh, this is the the one thing that I think all student pastors should be versed in is the Equal Access Act and how that runs and how that operates, and um, so that we can be you know, have more integrity on campus uh, versus uh, versus just kind of showing up and, you know, and, and end up getting in trouble. So, well, let me ask this next question. Okay, so, you know, students are supposed to lead. Well, who's the best student leader on, you know, in, in a given club? And so, uh, Chris, I want to throw this to you. Who Who is that student? Who's the student? If I'm a, I'm a campus mentor on a campus, and I'm sitting here looking at all these students. Who's who's the best student in the room that needs to be stepping up and leading? Well, I, I think that that's a great question, and I think there's many answers. I think that you know, there's it's great to have not just one student leader, not one main person, but there can be many students. And I think that you know, just like in our and we see in churches and in the in uh you know the body of christ people have different gifts and different talents that god has given them and different strengths and and so i think that as you look as a campus a mentor uh what what giftings do kids have um what strengths do they have what skills do they have that they can put forth um i think sometimes you know society says hey we need to have one president in charge of the whole thing and and some schools do that because they have to but we love to use that kind of student leaders, uh, you know, terminology. So it's not just based on one uh, student from one church, but hopefully there's many different students that are student leaders from many different churches. So we have a lot of different styles and, and things like that. And then, you know, with a lot of people doing a lot of different um, tasks and serving in different ways, the club can be more effective and people can gain more experience in how to serve and how to lead and how to be uh, in charge of certain things. I think, though, that, you know, the most important things in those general terms are, hey, is this student really actively pursuing Christ in their life? Are they active in their local church? Will their local 
youth leader, uh, you know, give them a recommendation to be in a leadership position on their campus in their first party club. So I think those are some of the things. And then are they willing to not be just a, I'm going to dominate and dictate the club, but I'm going to roll up my sleeves and do all the things that is asked of everybody. You know, we don't just want a leader up there telling people, Hey, bring your friends to the meeting. We want a leader that's bringing their friends to the meetings, you know? So I think it's somebody that's, uh, you know, got a lot of those, you know, qualities of growing in their relationship with Christ, active in their local church, has a desire and a passion to see people come to Christ and is willing to, you know, kind of follow the plan in, in the cycle of, of first party and equipping, proclaiming, connecting, seeing the value in those things to, to really make a difference on their campus for the gospel. Absolutely. So, uh, Jonathan, I want to I want to ask you this question. We're, we're talking about like who leads, who who these students are on campus. Uh, you know, what are some of the things maybe you've seen uh, students doing on campus that has has really kind of enhanced their clubs, or, or their clubs have gotten better because they've implemented not just the okay the the one student leader, um, but they've really kind of said, hey, we're going to have multiple students. Uh, do all these all, all these tasks so it doesn't fall on the one. So, can you, can you give me some examples of you know maybe some clubs that have really done that well, and how they got to that point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one um, it, it, student involvement and student engagement is the key, I believe, to one of the major keys to success for any club. Um, a, a great example for us down here in Miami is at Alonzo Tracy Morning over here. Um, we came in, we had, uh, two, two mentors that were going in and, but really, really discipled, really brought up a strong student leadership team. And, uh, one of the, one of the things is getting everyone involved, you know, um, you know, I've heard this, I heard this saying the other day was, uh, you know, we don't need anybody, you know, we don't need anybody, you know, um, everybody can be replaced. And, um, you know, we just kind of took the the concept is actually, no, we need everybody. And we, we need everybody here. We need everybody in the club to actually be a part. And so, um, man, we ended up having a group of students at Alonzo Tracy Morning, really just anyone that came in, got them plugged into serving in some aspect in a part of the club. And the club, one, grew. It went from like eight people to now it's averaging 30 to 40 people a week. And then the missions weeks will hop up to like 50, 60 students. And then they become uh, almost a part of their youth groups, um, some of the strongest student leaders in their youth groups. And um, these kids, and most of these kids weren't even going to church prior. So it really goes full circle when the student really gets engaged, takes ownership, and starts getting involved. Yeah, that, that's good. And I think the key, the key word there, and you just said it, is ownership. Uh, you know, giving, giving students more ownership within the club, even if it's just, uh, you know, Johnny, you know, running, you know, you know, running the Bluetooth speakers at the very beginning to make sure music's playing, um, to, right. uh, you know, to the student opening up in prayer to the student leading the game. Um, so some of the, some of the best clubs are when really the youth pastor kind of comes in, the campus mentor comes in and just kind of high fives kids and sits in the back and just, just builds relationships with them uh as they go along um um so i want to so so we got you know so we got you know you know why students lead students lead because of the equal access act so you know so legally they're the ones that have to be leading in these clubs um uh you know the who leads is you know chris had pointed out listen we want to have student leaders 
that that plural uh, that you know the more students that uh, that we can have leading the better um, it gives gives students hey you just got one task today uh, in club uh, versus you've got to take care of the whole thing um, uh, and uh, so I want to talk about now okay how how do we build these students how do we get these make these student leaders better um, and so so I know we have we at first party have put some things in place uh, to help them we have the three-week planner um, uh, the, uh, the the material every week is scripted from top to bottom so you know six the, you know the sixth grade kid can stand up and read uh, what they're supposed to do um, but uh, but what are some things that youth pastors are watching listening they can do to help students lead better on campus. Uh, what, what are some of those things that, you know, say, say I'm leading a campus, I'm leading, uh, you know, a, a middle school. I've got 25 students that come in. What are some things that I as a campus mentor can do to help lead them better so that they can lead better on campus? And I'm just going to kind of open that up. to Right. Everybody. Right. Let me channel Steve Champagne. He, he would be on, on this uh, Zoom Mentor Connect, but he's doing some tech stuff for, for us. But uh, I can hear Steve speaking into my ear. Um, and, and listen, he's just, uh, he says what we all know to be true. There's two things that uh, we really, uh, sort of sets the stage uh, for, for student leaders. First of all, um, getting students to engage in the student leader commitment uh, protocol. You know, uh, students need to know their commitment, the roles, what's being asked, everyone, you know, from if you're in church work, uh, you, you got to create a profile for all levels of volunteers all through the pipeline so that expectations are known. So that core group of, of leaders. Now, we're not necessarily talking about everyone that might greet someone at the door or hand out pizza and all that. But but ultimately, you want to move as many people through the student leader commitment process as possible. And we've married that with the what we call trained up leadership. But it's it, we're going to use a, a different platform in the near future. But it's just our DNA put into small nuggets of video that equip students to understand what the roles are and how to do and all that type of stuff. So you have to have your team all on the same team. You have to have your players all on, this, uh, on the same game plan. Um, so that, that's essential. Now, certainly it goes out beyond that, and I'll let you guys talk about that. But um, what Steve found, and, and he's hardcore, and, and, and I, I love it, and I need to embrace it. He, he basically is, you know, with every club mentor, and say, I didn't see your student leaders cleared through the training, and I don't see them as student leaders for them. I don't think they should be in front of your students engaging all this stuff unless they do this first so that you've got everyone in the same uh, wavelength. Uh, so I, I think that's key. Jonathan, what do you got? Yeah, um, uh, honestly, I think I kind of I kind of go back to the more you can have the student feel that the ownership of the club, ownership in the youth group, um, the more buy-in you have from that student. And uh, I, I go back to even when I was in I was in sixth grade. I think one of the biggest things that ended up keeping me going back to my 
local youth group was my youth pastor was all about students leading up the worship team, students, you know, being the greeters, students running the games. And, um, and I was just so honored to even be on the team. And so um, I think that's just one of the biggest factors that our local youth pastors can do. And the reality is I, I, when we do that as youth pastors, when we do that as youth leaders and mentors, when the student feels like they own their club, they own, and this is my youth group. It's not like, oh, I'm going to youth group. No, I'm going to my youth group. All of a sudden, man, it's going to be so much easier for them to invite other friends to their thing that they're putting on. And so, um, and then as well, your retention ends up happening so much. They, they're coming back. You know what I mean? They're not going to leave. They're not going to leave. If they're running a whole program, if they're running and there's a part of the, they're a part of the schedule and they're a part of serving. Well, they're not going to not show up and then as well and not tell you, you know what I mean? So um, I just think having the ownership piece is just so huge. And the quicker that you can plug in a student into serving, into having that ownership piece is honestly one of the quickest ways that you can build up that retention rate, um, you know, for your youth group for your clubs and, um, you know, for your program. That's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would say too, I mean, you know, the, 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 one of the components in, you know, the, our, our daily Christian life of discipleship is to equip and empower others to do the work of the ministry. And I think that that's a great yeah. value that we have in first part is producing student leaders and getting yeah. kids opportunities to stand and lead. And, and then they, you know, gain the sense of responsibility. I've got something I need to do. I can't miss the club today because th- right. I, I need to be there because if I'm not there, then nobody's going to be greeting or nobody's going to open in prayer or nobody's going to introduce the right. speaker or nobody's going to serve the pizza. So I think that then there's this man, I've got to be there because you know, they depend on me and there's, there's great yeah. value in that. Um, there's yeah. one of the things I always like to teach. That's so good. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're, you know, as a stu- the student that has responsibility and they're taking ownership in their club, what ends up happening is they get excited about their club and they get excited about it. And so what do they start doing? They start inviting their friends. They start inviting right. people to come be a part of it. And so it's, it's part of that, you know, the, the club growth uh, is, you know, really goes up when more students are leading because they're getting excited and they're wanting to see um, to see more of their friends come and get engaged. And so I think that's one of the, one of the key things. One of the things that, that I think is, is good as well. And I think a lot of times student pastors, we very much walk into things and, you know, especially on a campus at a club and we want to become like, wait a minute, it's not going well. I need to take over uh, so that it, it, it works the way that it should. Um, one of the things that, that, I, that I've seen that has done really well is kind of allowing the students to fail, um, giving them that opportunity that, that has kind of embraced so that as a yeah. campus mentor, you can help them at that point, they're actually going to lead better. Uh, right. they're going to do better because, you know, so they, you know, so they read the script and they fumble through it. Well, then the, that now campus mentor, you're able to come alongside and say, Hey, did you prepare? You know, did, did you go right. through this the last couple of days or did you just pick it up like just now? And, and so it, it kind of helps them, you know, go through that. Um, but I think the one, yeah, thing, I, yeah go for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I think, and the reality is they're going to fail. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the truth, you know, 
um, doing anything the first time, you know, you're not going to be an expert at it right, right away. So, but then I think the beautiful thing is, is it turns into a discipleship moment, exactly what you're saying, and a mentorship moment where you're able to build. And then even as, as you're doing that, then your role as the mentor of the club has gone past just that person coming week by week, but now a person that's pouring into their life and adding value and discipling where you've gone from, oh, that's the youth pastor, that's the youth leader coming from so-and-so church, like, they came every week and bring pizza and hang out with us, to, oh, no, that's my mentor. That's someone that's, you know, actually training me, building me up. And, um, yeah, I think that's huge. That is great. Amen. That is great. Chris, what are, like, so, you know, you know, all of us on staff, we've all been working with students for, for, for an awful long time. What, what are the what are the long-term benefits of students leading on campus versus the adult doing everything? Well, you know, here's a great thing about that, Jeff, and an amazing point that you bring up, that what, what the value of that is. There's extreme value because the studies have come back and they, you know, we've all been through this the last couple of years. Like, and we see this uh, high percentage of students that are walking away from their faith when they go to college. They're, they're not engaged in church or reading their Bible anymore. Why is that? And, and, you know, and there's some things being put in place to try to, you know, churches working on things. One of the things that they found is that students that actually serve and are engaged actively in, in sharing their faith and in serving the Lord in some ways are in high school are a lot less likely that percentage is a lot lower that they walk away from their faith once they graduate high school, go to college, whatever, in the next stage of life. So one of the great benefits of getting students engaged in working and serving and fleshing out and sharing their faith is that they're, they're more likely to own it. Now it's going to become more real to them so that when they get away from the friendly confines of high school ministry and youth group and stuff, they're going to be a lot more likely to continue to walk with the Lord because they own their own faith. So uh, that, that right there is a, a telling sign and a great thing to say, here's why kids need to be out there leading because, you know, it's going to help them own their faith and continue a lifelong journey with Christ. Absolutely. I think that's the, you know, that, that's the million dollar question for student ministries overall is, okay, how do I get my kids to not drop out of, you know, yeah. not walk away from faith when they go to college? And, and this, that's the, you know, the students that I had that were involved in first priority, the ones that were involved are still very active in their faith and they're, they're, they're plugged Amen. in and active in their churches. The ones that were not were the ones that ended up dropping off because it was, as, as Jonathan pointed out, it, it was like, it was, okay, I went to youth group. I went to this church. Um, but it wasn't, there wasn't that mm. ownership key, uh, that's there. Um, and so I think a, a lot of that comes into proper planning, proper, uh, you know, proper mentoring. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's just that it's, you know, you know, it, it's discipleship. It's discipleship. Right. It's so, let, me, let me jump on this. It, yeah. This is reverse, but the marks of a disciple, this is huge in, in the conversations in churches and your student ministry. And, and so the marks of a disciple, according to this, are they're missional, they're accountable, they're yeah. into replicating and reproducing. Um, 
It's, uh, it's about communities, the local church, and it's biblical. And so as you, as a youth pastor or a, a, a youth ministry volunteer, you're sending your students into this environment. They are leading as such. They're fleshing out what it is to be a disciple on a campus. They're missional. Uh, there's mm. accountability. We've talked about that all. all. It's about replication, reproducing, reaching friends with the gospel. It's about the church. We, we love the church, and it's biblical. You know, we, we stand on, on solid ground here. This, this is uh, fulfilling the Great Commission. Absolutely. Yeah, great book. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, you know, I absorbed that book in like probably like two hours. Um, so parts of it's, well, you're a smart guy. You, you read really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Marks of a disciple by Robbie Gallaty, uh, out of a uh, Longwood there in Nashville. And so, yeah, just a great, uh, great understanding of, of really what it means to be. And it really is a first priority club is that opportunity for a, for a Christian student uh, to really truly be a, a true disciple because a disciple is a, I come to know Jesus and now I'm bringing people along with me uh, in that process. And mm. so, um, so, so that is you know, really, that is, yeah. just, you know, a first party club is the fleshing out for a student of really what they're, what they're getting on a Wednesday night or what they're getting in their small group. This is that, that platform that they have to yeah. missional in their school uh, and, and really first priority is, is giving them everything, every tool that they could need to serve and lead on a campus. Um, it, it just takes yeah. that mentor, that campus mentor, that youth pastor coming alongside them and saying, Hey, you can do this. Uh, we want you to do this, but we're not going to reproduce student. We're not going to repro reproduce youth group on campus. We're going to reproduce. We're going to give you a platform where you can share Jesus. <laughs> with your friends and you can invite your friends to come uh, and your friends can now become a disciple and walk alongside with you. You know, and Jeff, you know, as, as you're saying that, you know, it's funny because for those who are listening right here online, um, you know, that's what we've honestly put together in our first priority strategy. Mm -hmm. I mean, our three crowns is all about one sharing the gospel, but then training, training our students to be able to go and make more disciples. I mean, that's exactly. the reality. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, as you know, Fred, as you mentioned that book, you know, two of the resources that I was going through this past year was a disciple shift, make, you know, make disciples who make disciples, and then uh, real discipleship, you know, a, a training manual, an equipping manual for those who, you know, are looking for this kind of material, both by Jim Putnam. I mean, kind of changed my whole, process of discipleship and thought but the reality that how jesus led was through relational discipleship it was all through relationship it was all through you know going out reaching out and um and bringing it up having a relationship with them and so um i think that's one of the one of our biggest <clears throat> at least in first priority in the clubs down here in the miami section one of the biggest tools is is having understanding that hey we are called to go make disciples we're called to take this message and bring it out and really through the three crowns that's exactly what it's tra training students to do training our leaders to do i think it's so funny because i find more more of our youth pastors kind of having to kind of re-go through it and train themselves almost before the <laughs> before they uh go back into the school mm -hmm. but um 
But man, I think it's just one of the biggest and the most effective tools that we actually even offer as first priority is an actual system, an actual, you know, gospel presentation that it's tangible, it's understandable, you know, three crowns where people are able to go and take the message and go you know, make other disciples. So. Absolutely. So I want to, I want to pose this question because this guy is speaking in my ear. It, it's the guy, it's the campus mentor. That's like, I've got students here in this club, but man, like they're like, they're very, very, you know, some may not, you know, may have a lot of kids that, you know, they don't have a lot of church experience. They don't have a lot of uh, leadership uh, training. You know, they, they go to, you know, just a small church. And, and, uh, and so, so I have a club that really doesn't have leaders. How can that guy really help get those students to lead? Crickets. Uh, so uh, let me, I'll take it first. Uh, listen, they're crawling. You crawl before you walk. So the, the key here is self-awareness, club awareness. You, you got to do the diagnostics. Um, I think one of the diagnostics, and, and we'll make sure, uh, I, I don't know where it is on our website, is learn, you know, make sure your students are saved <laughs> at the very beginning. Make sure they're safe. So you can have them fill out, you know, share the testimony. We have a testimony guide. And, and, and find out where they are in their pilgrimage, if indeed they, they say they're Christian because they go to church or because their parents are involved in church. So one is uh, identify your students where they're, where they're at, at, at what church and all that. You can do that through just simple analysis of, of, of testimonies. Then you may have to spend time. Uh, I, we don't mind you taking time if, if you have a core group of kids and they are not grounded in the word, take them through three crowns you know, for, for the whole group so that they can go deep in that. Build, have that solid foundation. You have permission. It'd be much better to do that at the beginning than in three or four months. Say, man, this I'm just struggling here. It's just the same old three or four. Well, if you get three or four at the get-go grounded in the gospel, then in three or four months, you're going to be busting the doors down because they're going to be empowered and we're going to be praying for them. So that's an initial thought. Just, I, I, you know, since I, I, I look at campus ministry as a whole and I, and I have this role, engage them where they are right now. Uh, we want all of our clubs to be epic and, and that's our goal, but we know it's going to be in some cases crawling, walking, running and, 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 and just recognize that it's the same deal. You know, your pastor's looking at your youth group. You know, you're supposed to have six and you got 10. Okay, pastor, these 10 just, I, I found them and I'm working on it. So there's a process. That's, that's good. I, I, I would say this too. I said, this is, this is where network uh, can really be a key with that because it's like, you know, if you're, you know, especially in our, in our context, we got, you, we got student pastors that had kids at, you know, you know, multiple kids in multiple schools. And so being in a network and saying, Hey, I'm at this school and I'm struggling with some court, some, some, you know, solid students. Do you guys have any like good students at this school that, that you can engage, um, that help, help them get engaged into the club? Um, I think the, you know, for, you know, that's one of the things that I think a student pastor can do as well. Yeah. And I think the great thing about that is that we are truly then connecting the church 
connecting churches together to reach the campus. Like you said, man, there's people that, you know, maybe they only have one or two kids there, but hey, those one or two kids could really help that club. And then if another church had three or four, then now we got six and then somebody else has got one, then they're seven. This guy's got five. Now the, the group is growing. So I think it's so important to, to network together and to find out, you know, strategically what, how many Christian students are there on this campus? Let's find all of them. Yeah. Let's get them connected to each other with a strategy, with a group of encouragement so that they can stand for Christ and they can be a bold witness for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as well, I'll be honest, like, I think we can't forget, you know, especially as student pastors, we can't forget the value of one. Um, man, I, I just, talking about this reminds me of uh, one of our students down here, a sixth grader, uh, Eugene B. Thomas, last year. You know, the club was struggling to get going and at the beginning of the year, and um, we were having struggles with administration, and the administration didn't want to open up. But there was a sixth grade girl that basically said, I want to open up this club. She, kept, she went, she gave the club guidelines, got denied. She went back, and she kept, next week went back, you know what I mean, uh, kept trying to open up the club, kept getting denied three weeks straight. Then we came in, we sent several emails on her behalf, and finally, after three months of basically hassling the administration to say, hey, this student wants to open it up, and she's saying, I want to open up the, the club, the club finally opens up. This one girl finally opens up the club. She gets, she gets names to open up this club, and the club ended up growing to almost 80 students because of this one sixth-grade girl. And I was like, man, it really is the value of one student can change your whole youth group, can change your whole ministry. Um, and that even if you are stuck in that one, that situation, well, man, I only got three kids in the room, man. Well, I, I pour your heart into those kids, train those kids as much as you can, you know, um, because those kids are going to be able to go and impact and influence so many others for the gospel. That is good. That is good. And, and so, uh, man, really good stuff today, guys. And, and uh, just to be true to time and, and what we got going on and, and, uh, and the rest of the world that would uh, you know, be listening, uh, um, good stuff. Students need to be leading on campus. And uh, just some great takeaways, you know, be sure to, you know, the three-week planner, following the, following the material, making sure everybody's trained. Uh, ownership. Ownership is huge. Getting more students to own uh, um, own their club and, uh, and ultimately, you know, be having ownership at church. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, be a mentor, walk alongside these students and, and, uh, but uh, Jonathan, you finished off great. Just the, the power of that one student, uh, can, can make a huge, huge impact on an entire campus. And so, uh, uh so anyways, gentlemen, thank you guys so much. And, uh, we look forward to seeing everybody, uh, again in two weeks.